All right, 1 o'clock here in a Thursday hang zone. We're going to move a couple things around, maybe checkerboard a bit here. We're going to get back into the Cowboys in about 15 minutes. In an hour and 15 minutes, we will talk to our friends, our football friends. But we might have a guest in the next segment to talk Cowboys, so... Just playing it by ear. Playing it by ear. Uh, Hanging so, in the zone. So here, let me do what I wanted to do later. He's walking in right now. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, then you want to just do some cowboy talk or whatever? Sure. You're just... Whoa, look What's at that. Up? Can you come over here? I'm Jake. Ladies and gentlemen. Nice to meet you, sir. The greatest sportscaster in the history of Dallas-Fort Worth. <laughs> just ask him. It's Dale Hansen. Who's having Angelo Cataldi, Norman Dale in one hour? Not if you, uh, not if you listen to the people in Paris, Texas. I was actually at Paris for a fundraiser with the Oak Ridge Boys uh, several months ago, and the guy introduced me as the second best sportscaster at WFAA ever. And I thought, well, okay, that's probably true, but you didn't have to say it out loud like that, you know. So. Uh, Trey Han, Trey yeah, Han, number yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was going with. How's life these days? It's good. Yeah, what are you up here for? Uh, uh, recording a commercial uh, for my uh, favorite hangout, the uh, the poker house in Dallas. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Wet a beak. Actually, listen, I heard when you were on with uh, with Galloway on the Normathon. That was unbelievable. Meaning what? What? It was awesome. Oh, it was. I yeah. thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I, I know, thought you guys were great. Well, you know, you scare me when you say stuff like that. You know, well, so no, no. I'm very careful with you. But I'm, no, I thought it had its moments, didn't it? I'm a big fan. You still got the emu? No, no, no. Oh. no. We've uh, we've lost a few. We've, um, uh, we've we lost a horse just a couple of months ago. We lost um, we lost our little uh, uh, miniature burrow. Uh, my donkey. I call him Edward, Edward R. R. Burrow. Edward yeah. R. Burrow. You remember <laughs> that? Yeah. yeah. No, I was always a big fan of that. Yeah. One. He, he the was kids found. these days don't think that's as fun. No, no. I, I I do have a few old references that don't always stand the test of time, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, so this is the guy, J- uh, Jake. You said, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Man, I hear nothing but good things about you. I hear you've been carrying this man for several years. But, <laughs> Who are you talking to, buddy? Of mine, Larry Barnes, is a uh, what do you call it? Still the P one? Still, I mean, he's a big uh, probably listening right now because he calls me about once a week and says, "You got to hear this new guy, Jake. You got to hear Jake. Jake's just fabulous. Jake's just fabulous." So I'm just it, trying it, to get it, through the day, Dale. <laughs> it is an honor to be in your presence, sir. If Larry Barnes says you're good, that's good with me. So. I had one guy carry me for like 20 years, yeah. and now I'm just handing me off <laughs> to another guy. Load. Yeah. I'm a backpack. Well, sure. you know, we all ride that wave, and uh, and if we can have somebody that serves as a surfboard for us from time to time, it doesn't hurt. Do you ever hear hurt. of the, uh, does anybody ever bring up the Dale versus Dan fight? <laughs> <laughs> only, Probably never, right? No, no, no. Only uh, <laughs> only when I go out to speak at a banquet or or I'm at the poker table, somebody always, almost always uh, brings it up. You know, so, so that was all fake, right? No, I was actually ticked off, so I walked out and... Uh, <laughs> I would like to say, but do I we did. have do we have a short version of that to play just to reset for did those I, I who did, weren't well, here we, twenty we, years ago? Well, we were arguing, which which again, I'll jump way ahead of your story here, but you did apologize to me uh, for saying that I was indeed right. Remember, you did were, I? Yes, you were always when de- you were always defending Jerry Jones that day. Well, no, 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 no. Well, well not that day. Oh, no, hell no. That okay, because I wanted to. If I hadn't, I was going to apologize now no, and say you're absolutely no, no. right. Yeah. You're so right. You are so, 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 so right. I was, I was ahead of my time. Well, <laughs> see, and I grew up a Browns fan. 
Yeah, that's so, the problem. I mean, I guess right now even you could say, and I was arguing that at least he has a passion. Yeah. Do we yeah, have any yeah, of it? Yeah. You got it? All right, let's play it, and then we'll, right, we'll break okay. it down. How many owners in the NFL have how, won three Super Bowls how many, no, right I mean, now? Again, I live in Dallas, Texas. I cover the Dallas Cowboys. Right. I, right. I don't sit here and say, hey, in 92, you were really good, so I, anything you want to do now is fine with me. I don't do that. I, I'm not saying well, that's a question. Is, no, no, no. You, you I'm, saying it. I'm not saying he's not a crappy GM or that he doesn't make outlandish decisions or, but that's or what, that you but, can't but you question can't, anything. No, you said you but can't as a question. Fan, he's a great owner because he his bottom line is winning. No get, matter what. Get your, get your damn pom-pom before you, before you poke me in the eye. I don't understand See, this what is, you're this saying. This is also what you fall back on. I'm not on even a Cowboy fan. You I, I don't have a pom-pom. He fires. He fires. I wish my owner was half as passionate as Jerry Jones. What, are you walking out? Well, shut up! <laughs> oh, shut up! See, this is your work. problem. You lo- don't like Mark Cuban because he wants to talk as much as you do. Now you're yelling at me to shut up because I'm trying to. Have I had a, a good point there. With you yeah, you did have a good point there. Yeah. And you can't hang up on me. This is the Dale Big Ego coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's go with that. Let's go. With wow, that. you're pissed. Yeah, I'm Look at you. What are you pissed about? Because I'm sitting there trying to have a All debate right, with that's you. Enough. And you every fantastic. time I, so I got the, fantastic. The, the main parts of it. No, yeah, I think I got a, one or two little things that were kind of correct, but overall, Dale wins. Dale's the winner of that fight. Well, I, I love Jerry it. Jones after 20 more years of the exact same thing, Dale. <laughs> 27. 20. Uh, Tim Callishaw, I love this. Tim Callishaw wrote a column in the morning news the other day. And uh, just, I think it was yesterday or day, yesterday or day before. And, and a buddy of mine sent it to me and said, man, you got to read what Kalashaw said. I think Kalashaw nails it. And basically, Kalashaw took my uh, my commentary from like 22 years ago and reprinted it. You know, and it was it was Blaston Jones that he's the one constant and um, all the rest of it. I thought, you know, gee, I, I think I've heard that someplace before, but I could be wrong about that. It's just weird that... Uh, you know, I mean, I remember when it was the Joey Galloway trade. Sure. And we criticized that. Bad trade. But the Roy, then the Roy season Williams starts, yeah. and it goes on, and you can't just keep saying, yeah, but the trade 18 months ago, you then have to start saying, well, Dave Campo isn't uh, doing well, oh and, and this guy, you know. You, we get bored. Think about this. After after if, he uh, ran Jimmy Johnson, although, I, I, and I've said this too, I think Jimmy Johnson wanted to leave. So I blame both of them, quite honestly. I mean, I think Jimmy wanted to leave, uh, but he wanted to make sure he got a nice check on the way out the door. So he picks a fight with Jerry. Uh, Jerry pushes him out the door. Uh, and then look at all the coaches he hired since then. I mean, none of them, none of them, you know, he didn't have to compete to hire Barry Switzer, uh, to hire Chan Gailey, to hire Dave Campbell. He did go out and get Bill Parcells, and as soon as Parcells started to build the Cowboys into a winner, in Jerry's own words, he got rid of him because it wasn't fun for Jerry anymore. So he pushed Parcells out the door, replaces him with Wade Phillips and Jason Garrett, and now Mike McCarthy. I mean, he, he he hires coaches for the most iconic franchise, I would argue, maybe in all of sports, and he hires head coaches who he doesn't have to bid against anybody else to get them. I mean, there's something incredibly wrong with that, don't you think? That's not doing everything it takes to win a Super Bowl, no, which I, is what he states. Yeah. Now, every time he says, I will do anything it takes to win a Super Bowl, and I've said, get a new general manager. Oh, no, no, we're not going to do that. I I get it that he likes to win. They all like to win to some degree. Not not as much as maybe the owners in Cleveland and Cincinnati did for a long time. And and I would argue even Detroit and and others. Did you see that? This little, little, little football stat jumped out the other day. 
Three teams in the NFC have not made at least the NFC championship game in 25-plus years. Three. Mm. The Detroit Lions, the mess they've created in Washington, and your Dallas Cowboys. Those are the three teams that the Cowboys are hanging out with now, the Lions and Washington. I mean, that, that's embarrassing when you've got that much money and that much power. What's really interesting to me about it, stop playing that, is uh, <laughs> that if you look at their regular season win percentage, it's quite high. It, it's very good. For the it's most almost part, it's very good. statistically uh, incredibly unlikely that they would still be in this situation. It, it is kind of hard to explain, and, and, and I do think there is something to be said that every so often you just you know you get beat. Uh, you, you do. You just get beat. It happens. But but when it happens over and over and over, um, there's something else at play. And, and I look at this one. You know, with, with when you you've got you've got this family run operation that decided fifteen million dollars a year for a running back uh. in, 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 <laughs> in the NFL in, in the year in the two thousands. Name me the running back that was responsible for winning a Super Bowl in the last 23 years. There, there's not one. I think the closest you can get would be Terrell uh, Davis in, um, in Denver in the late 90s. I think he played a huge role in Denver winning the Super Bowl, and I don't think they win the Super Bowl without Terrell Davis. But in the 23 years since... There's not a running back in the NFL. I mean, and he's still hanging on. Well, yeah, but we won with Emma Smith. Well, yeah, you did in 92, 93, and 95. You needed Emma Smith in the early 90s because it was a different game. You need quarterbacks and you need a receiver. So let's let, let's let Amari Cooper go. So now we've got C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup on one leg. Yeah. And we got Jalen Tolbert. Huh? I mean, I mean, it's just it's just crazy because we want to we want to recreate the team we had in '93 with Emmett Smith. So we're going to give our running back. I mean, two yards, baby. If you want two yards, Zeke's your guy. He could probably almost get it. <laughs> he uh, gets, might be an improvement almost, right now. Almost every yeah. time. Almost uh, every time. The fall forward. Uh, why were you? So you were? I don't know if you even know this. The younger guys on the show. Yeah. You were the color commentator for the Cowboys on radio. Yeah. Yeah. 13 years. Why were you fired? You were fired by Jerry? Yeah. 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 Because, well. For being Dale? <laughs> I think so. I Just think so. for having an opinion. Yeah. And- Ron Chapman, Ron Chapman uh, took me to uh, lunch. We were in Austin, Texas. And Ron Chapman said, I had to crit, uh, quit criticizing Barry Switzer. Uh, and I said, so I never criticized Barry Switzer on the, on the radio broadcast. I mean, I just, Brad Sham had a great line. We, we do the Cowboys games from the Cowboys point of view. And we're here to broadcast the game. And, and we went through some tough times that, you know, you mentioned Galloway and others used to, to rag on me quite a bit about this. But like during the strike years, you know, we didn't, we didn't really address the strike issue. The eighties. The, the, in the eighties, yeah. right. We didn't really address the strike issue during the football game because, in Brad's opinion, and I think he was right about that, we're here to broadcast what's happening on the field right now. And we took that same attitude uh, 99.9% of the time to our opinions about Barry Switzer's coaching. Now, if Barry Switzer went for it twice on fourth and one in <laughs> Philadelphia, yeah, then I called him out for it, thinking it was a dumb call. But but I didn't do it. So anyway, we're sitting at lunch, and, and Chapman says, I have to go. If, if I'm not going to stop criticizing Switzer on Channel 8. 
Mm. And I said, well, that's not going to happen. That's your your real job. That's the that's where the real money was coming from, and my real job. Um, but then they said, okay, don't. No, after all, no, we're not we're not going to do that. That's fine. So the year went on, and it was just a horrible year. And I mean, I was the outsider, and the, the plane rides were uncomfortable, and everything else. So I called up Bob Cooper, the general manager, and this is one of my favorite stories. I called up Bob Cooper, and I said, "I'm going to quit at the end of the season." And he goes, well, "No, no, maybe Switzer might be gone. You know, we'll give you more money." I said, "No, it's not about money. It's just I, I just don't want to do it anymore. I mean, I can't do it with a straight face looking at Barry Switzer on the sideline." So I said, "I'm going to quit at the end of the season." He's all, we need you to stay. We want you to stay. The next day, Barry Horn, I'm pretty sure through Galloway, uh, wrote that I was going to be leaving and quitting the radio broadcast. Jerry got so mad, he told Bob Cooper to fire me. I swear to God, this is a true story. I'm laying in bed at home. My phone rings early in the morning, and Bob Cooper said, Dale, I'm sorry, but we've, we've decided to fire you. And I said, well, I don't, I don't think you can fire me because I, I quit yesterday. <laughs> He said, well, no, we've, we've decided to fire you now. I said, oh, okay, that's fine. I hang up the phone. I don't think much about it. I go back to sleep. My phone explodes. Ron Chapman's on the radio said, we had to get rid of Hanson. Nobody likes him. He's unbearable to work with. We can't stand his work. I mean, he doesn't. He's just horrible. I'm thinking, really? You know, so I called Bob Cooper. There is an end to this story, by the way. I called Bob <laughs> Cooper, and I said, Bob, um, uh, there's five more games left in the season, plus a playoff game. And I said, I, I want my money. He said, well, Dale, I don't think we owe you that. Uh, uh, you know, you, you quit. And I said, well, I, I don't think you owe it to me either, quite honestly. But my attorney does. And I said, would you like me to have uh, him call you? And about an hour and a half later, Bob Cooper called me back and said, we'll, we'll send you a check. <laughs> so I got a check for six games for sitting at home because it was the first year that I had ever signed a, a contract. Mm. and the story then became that jerry jones fired me and and as you well remember i think you were one of them that was leading the charge that all my criticism of jerry jones was then dovetailing into the fact that he had fired me and i said well number one i quit before he fired me and number two i was right (laughs) in my my criticism of of jones and his family-run operation so i love it yeah yeah but yeah so i i don't care i fire me i quit whatever i I, all i know is this i got a huge check yeah for for getting fired you get a check if you quit you don't get exactly right so yeah and and money sitting at home and not doing anything that is money to the 19th power i mean it was it was huge just to walk in and case that check and you know you know who was the happiest the happiest about all that your poker buddies right (laughs) yeah. <laughs> it was all gone in short order yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i've i've uh, i've as a, there was an underground game i used to play in years ago and a guy got arrested um he, he killed a gal Whoa. Whoa. yeah he killed a gal he stuffed her in a he stuffed her in a porta potty down in uh waco well yeah and uh, well, i wasn't there when it happened okay, okay. Yeah. but anyway he told he told the dallas police when he got arrested um dale hansen uh is the money guy at my at my poker house mm. he is the money guy uh, behind the game and i had to tell the dallas police i said well i i probably am the money guy behind the game but not on purpose <laughs> I mean, it, uh, but i played here all the time i said it, it was never intentional that i was supporting that poker game um but i basically did because there was a day and i i almost kind of like kind of proud of saying this there was a day when i just didn't really care 
You know, the, the money was so good, uh, I, I just, I just didn't care. I, I was playing in a poker game one night. A guy had pocket aces and I had pocket nines. He makes a big bet, pre-flop. I call, I spike a nine. So I felt him. I mean, I bust him. He, he goes all in. I call him. He jumps up from the table and he looks at me. He comes back. He buys back in. He goes, big man, big man. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to take every dollar you've got. And before I could say a word, this buddy of mine looked over and he said, kid, there's not enough hours in the day for you to get all the Hanson's money. <laughs> but that day's gone. Now I'm on a pension, and I go, how much was the raise? $4? Uh, nah, I fold. I fold. I can't, I can't go $4 anymore. My pension check doesn't extend that far. Well, Dale, we appreciate you coming by and taking time out of your uh, extremely busy schedule, I'm sure. Now, Well, you saved me. I'm looking up at the clock. You saved me about $74, I think, uh, on the f- 15 minutes that I've been on, because I, w- I would have already been at the poker table, and I would have I lost at least $74. Well, you're now, welcome. So I the great you. Dale Hanson. Thank you, boys. It's a pleasure to see you both. All right, 115 on the ticket.